Hey all of you out there in Eorzea, welcome to She Heals, I Tank, your weekly Final Fantasy XIV podcast. Today is Friday, May 10th, and this is episode 169 of the shit podcast. I'm your host, Vegan Pete, and always by my side is the wonderful, the lovely... The I swear I didn't marry a nine-year-old, Avi Ale. (laughs) Is that a shot at me for watching PewDiePie? No, that was for the uh, 69 joke. Thank you. way too excited. For being here, as always, Avi... And a happy early Mother's Day to all you mothers out there. And be sure to call your mom over the weekend, people. Mm -hmm. Don't let her down. Take her out to breakfast, call her, whatever. Let her know you love her or you appreciate her or you're just, you know, thankful that she brought you into the world. Or if she's a bitch, don't call her. That's true. Thank you to everyone listening via the podcast or joining us here live over at twitch.tv slash sheheelsitank. We love being able to see all your opinions in chat in real time and interacting with you. So if you haven't joined us yet live and you're able to give it a shot, I think you'll really enjoy it. And we really appreciate everyone that subbed last week, which was Hyper Pixie Gaming for seven months, Roust 64 for two months, Wando 25, one of the OGs for 20 months. Wow. It's still a shocker to me that we've been doing it that long. <laughs> Some of those are Twitch Prime subs, which is awesome. And in case you didn't know, if you have Amazon Prime, you can link it to your Twitch account. And then you get one free sub to use each month. And you do have to renew it each month. So if you haven't done that in a bit, make sure and you go and do it now. We've got a full lineup of emotes available to us now. So if you uh, sub, you get access to all of those emotes. And I am actually going to be changing the one over to the Vegan Pete emote that I added, which I think is the Tier 2 sub. So there's a Tier 2 sub that's going to be Vegan Pete's face with a green fro added to it, which is pretty damn fun. So um, that's a little fun bit, but that's a higher tier, of course. Um, So, yeah. Yeah, you don't need to do that. And you only get the tier one by using a Twitch Prime. Only. You get like four emotes. But I'm saying if you have Twitch Prime, it has to be tier one. You can't upgrade it to tier two. Oh, you can't? No. Oh, I didn't know that. So thank you so much. And Chucklotopia just used a sub for us, a Twitch Prime. Check out those emotes, Chuck. I had a lot of fun creating those. Okay. So, oh yeah, and like I always say, you don't have to use it on us, just make sure you use it. Mm-hmm. It was a bit of a slow week in Final Fantasy XIV news, Avi, but I think we still have a great show. But to all you listeners out there, if you'd like to talk about any of the topics we hit on, please be sure to join our Discord, hop in the On Deck channel, and Avi will drag you into live on air so you can let us know what you think, good or bad, rant or rave. But until that, let's get to everyone's favorite segment. Greenleaf Minute. It's the Greenleaf Minute. and This week's Greenleaf Minute may actually only take a minute. And it's courtesy of Avi. Yes, I wrote it, so I'm reading it. Uh, so this was a question actually asked in Discord by Mocha Jones uh, because we were actually, I said in FC chat, hey, anybody want to run some roulettes with me? I'm trying to get my Astro to 70. She's at 69. 69. I actually paused for that because I knew it was coming. Um, And then it ended up that, yeah, we have sounds now. He was very excited, I think, to use that. Um, Except that he's the only one that can reach the sound effects, so none of them are going to be done to him. 
Why don't you go back to your home on Whore Island? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I want my own soundboard, Pete. I think I should have my own soundboard so I can have my own buttons to press against you. So that's going to be on my wish list. Can uh, we have two of them hooked up? Go on to uh, Amazon.com, baby. I know. Wish list for me. Like, you can give it to me. Uh, <laughs> so anyways, getting back to the Green Leaf Minute, the question was, how do I unlock the hard mode dungeons? Because so often you guys hear us telling players, follow the main scenario quest, follow those MSQ quests, follow the flame. Um, that is really great and all, and it really does help you to unlock the majority of the content in game, but not all of it. Uh, and the reason I think this is important is because you cannot unlock that level 50, 60 dungeon roulette if you don't first unlock the hard mode versions of the dungeons. And unfortunately, this is not done through main scenario questing. I do wish there was a magic formula that we could give you here. Uh, unfortunately, there is not. However, we do want you to know that you are not eligible to unlock any hard mode dungeons until you hit level 50, then again at 60, and again at 70. Hard mode dungeons are always at that, that 10 digit, you know, every 10 levels. Yeah. That's when you get a hard mode. They're 50. You can unlock all the level 50 ones at one time, all the level 60 ones, and all the level 70 ones. Um, and all of these hard mode quests are unlocked through side quests or hard mode dungeons. And those are the ones that have the blue marker with the little plus sign. That plus sign means you're unlocking something by doing this quest, by talking to this person. So whenever you see one of those quest markers, talk to that NPC so you see what it is that they are allowing you to unlock. Sometimes it's a crafting thing. Sometimes it's a dungeon. You never know, but it might even be like an emote. You don't know. They're unlocking something for you. So, and the reason they unlock it after your level 50, after your level 60, after your level 70 is because they start adding hard mode dungeons after you finish all of like what I call the leveling dungeons. Yes. The dungeons that you're doing while you're working through the initial A Realm Reborn, Heaven's Ward, or Stormblood. Yeah. And then when they start adding them all level 70, level 60, level 50, that's when they start putting in like one hard mode dungeon every patch or every other patch, something like that. Yeah, the hard modes come in the subsequent patches, essentially. So once the main scenario is done, that's when they start adding those. And that's why they're all not part of the main scenario quests or side quests. Um, so in this situation, we do want to point out that Google is definitely your friend. By Googling the phrase, how to unlock hard mode dungeons FFX IV, I came across a few websites with all of the information I needed. The one that I personally found had the cleanest layout was ffxiv.consolegameswiki.com, uh, which we will link in Twitch chat as well as in the show notes. Pete, I'm talking. You link. I'm on it. <laughs> um, so it's really nice because what this does is it shows you every dungeon, what level you unlock it, and then it also shows a little icon which states whether or not it is a side quest or if it is a main scenario quest. So you can go and look for any of the ones that are not uh, main scenario quest to make sure that you do unlock those and then it'll give you a hyperlink that you need to, to who to talk to how to unlock it so that's it at level 50 60 and again at 70 be on the lookout for any of those blue quests with the plus signs or maybe spend some time just run running around and unlocking these quests when you've got spare time and then once you've got a bunch of them unlocked try to get some friends to run them with you later and um maybe you'll be able to start joining those fc shout outs when people ask if you want to join in on the roulettes yeah, and like you said, you wouldn't be able to do the 50-60 roulette. You won't be able to do 
70 or expert roulette right. until you unlock all of the level 70 I kind of just said well. 50 60 because this is assuming you're only level you're like haven't gotten the 50 ones unlocked because I feel like once you've done those you kind of get how to do it yeah but you can go through the whole thing without ever doing a 50 60 roulette and mm-hmm. so you are missing out on, on good experience points though by not doing the roulettes well, thank you, Avi. Now it's Avi's favorite segment, the tweet of the week. Can I press crickets? Thank you. That was too long. It was really long. So you asked me, though, like, if I, like, I just realized, like, when I was trying to think of a sound that I wanted to be pushed, I was like, you can't, like, make an audible eye roll. Like, that's, that's just what I want. Whatever is the equivalent of an eye roll, that's the sound effect I want. Not going to get it. No. I control the sound effects. Mm. Yeah, I need to make a tweet of the week sound effect so I don't have to do it every time. No, you have to do it every time. This tweet of the week is actually a Discord message I got from listener Silkus Vale, who let me know of a great bot to add to our Discord, which was the Sir Amerik bot. Sir. Sir Amerik bot. Amerik. Amerik. Do you want to pronounce a bot wrong too? I finally got around to it and added that one to our Discord today. And man, did people have a fun time with it. Yeah, that's uh, hilarious. I really appreciate it when people suggest something that might benefit us or our community. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much for suggesting that to me, Silkus. And I can't always say that I'll implement whatever people suggest, but I will at least do my research and mull it over. So I'm surprised I, you never saw the Sir Amrick bot in other Discords. Uh, I knew that Sir Amrick, all I had seen it do was announce people uh, when they're streaming. I never knew it was similar to Koopobot, mm. but in my opinion, a little a little better. Hmm. It's different information. And again, with these any of these bots in Discord, they can get a little spammy, but we kind of had, everybody had fun playing with that, I think, in the, the chat in a couple of channels, but then we tend to have a separate bot channel. So if you want to just play around with the bot, do yeah, it there. Yeah, I figured it would last while the novelty's still there and then people will use it how it's really supposed to be used yeah. in the bot channel. Yep. Now it's time for news and notes from around the realm. We now know when and where the 51st letter from the producer live will be. Ooh. Making the trip to San Francisco on May 23rd, Yoshida will be going over information for Patch 5.0, which of course is the Shadowbringers expansion. He will be using live gameplay footage to cover battle system changes and new job actions. The 23rd is a Thursday and will be kicking off at 1.30pm Pacific Standard Time, which is annoying because it's finally in the U.S. and I will still not be able to watch it because I am at work. <laughs> so instead of being at 1.30 in the morning, it's at 1.30 in the afternoon and I still won't be able to watch it. You know, it happens. Uh, as it is in the U.S., though, we will be getting a live translation of the event. So if you don't catch it live, you can just watch the Twitch video of the day and watch it then. And I believe they are flying out a lot of the bigger creators. I think I saw some of them tweeting about this, uh, flying them out to take part in this event. And hopefully they get some hands-on experience with 5.0. That would be pretty sweet. I don't know for sure. Uh, But yeah, so look for a lot of good hand-on information from people attending that event. That'll be really cool. So these next two stories are not actually directly related to Final Fantasy XIV, but they're Final Fantasy related, so we're going to go over them anyways. First of all, as I'm sure everyone listening knows, we finally got a trailer for the Final Fantasy VII remake that was originally announced 
all the way back in 2015. If you haven't been following this at all, this is not a remaster like the 10 was, um, which was just released on Switch and, Ed and Xbox. I talk words good. Uh, this is actually a full remake. Uh, this was mostly the the high resolution uh, cutscenes, which honestly looked incredible. Um, there was also some gameplay that they they treat they teased, and it looked really fun and great as well. It's it's not going to be as crisp as those cutscenes, yeah, but that's standard. never going to be cutscene like. But. <laughs> but that's not. I wouldn't even have expected that. Um, so I'm I'm really excited about that. I think it's. Oh what, yeah, I really wish we could get cutscenes that look that good in Final Fantasy 14. You were telling me it's because our characters always in the cutscenes. I'd rather you cut my character out of the cutscene. All we fucking do is nod. We never actually add anything of substance to those cutscenes. Give me some awesome looking cutscenes. So, Pete, I know you've been working on playing 10 um, on your Sunday mornings. I feel like 10 has better cutscenes than uh, fucking Final Fantasy 14 does. <laughs> Jesus. Well, no, but what I was going to ask you is with the the remake, the 7 remake coming out, is that what are you going to play the original so that you can enjoy the remake next? Do you think the original is needed to be played to enjoy the remake. Do you think you should have watched the original three Star Wars before you saw the crappy like prequels? It's not a prequel. It's... It doesn't matter. What I, my point was, the original is always necessary in order to appreciate the newer version. I don't think so. I do. I respectfully disagree. You're wrong. Bitch. You are wrong. <laughs> Some people are saying don't. Some people are saying do it. Um, I think that in order to appreciate the... Do you think you needed to watch the original It to appreciate how good the second It was? I haven't seen either of them, so that's <laughs> not a good analogy. But I do... I I am a fan of playing or viewing the original of something and then watching the new take on it because it's not going to be the same. It's going to be a new interpretation. And so you want to be able to catch those subtle nuances and, and see the differences. I, I, I kind of disagree because I feel like that's the same thinking people have for like, you should read the book before you see the movie. I also think you should. No, because then you're just going to nitpick the movie. Well, then you watch the movie a second time and you can appreciate it separately for what it is. So you want me to play the original, then the remake, and then you want me to play the original again or play the remake again after I do it once? No, you would just play the, the remake again. So you read the book, you watch the movie, you watch the movie once so you can nitpick it against the book, and then you watch the movie again so that you can appreciate it as the movie. I'm not going to do that. I'm, I'm going to play it once and say it's the best game ever. <laughs> I wouldn't say actually you had to do that with a with video game unless you choose to, because that's a, obviously a lot larger time commitment. But that's something I like to do when I'm reading books and watching movies that are related. I really disagree that you have to watch or read the books first, and which is Chad is saying right now. You don't have uh, to, but I think it's wonderful too. I do. I, I didn't read the books for Game of Thrones. I enjoy the show a lot and i think reading the books would only tarnish the show for me no well some people that is the case i tend to be able to separate it and and i appreciate them for the separate mediums that they are yeah i go to the song of fire and ice subreddit where it's mostly book readers and those are a bunch of miserable old fuckers right now <laughs> i don't want that for myself i i do I'm think, never learning to read i think i'm thinking of this more as like I honestly can't think. Oh, like say Grease. Okay, they did the musical Grease TV thing where they did the remake, or they've done different things. Like when Hairspray was redone, like you have to see the original first before you you watch the remake. The remakes are usually not as good as the original. That's kind of my point. And so you need to watch the original so that you can kind of compare and see what they were trying to capture with the new technology. First Star Wars wasn't that good. You're a bitch. 
That needs to be my cut, my clip. <laughs> just me going, you're a bitch. Uh, also of note from that gameplay, Avi, is that the combat seems to be active, like Final Fantasy 15, not the typical Final Fantasy classic turn-based combat. Right. Uh, Final Fantasy also found its way into the realm of high-end fashion this week as the Final Fantasy VIII intro Liberi Fatali was used in a Louis Vuitton fashion show. Uh, The video they posted for it was quite weird because it didn't have any of the actual sounds of the fashion show in it. Like you couldn't hear the models walking or any of the cameras clicking and flashing. It was silent with just the song over it. And it felt like the Kubrick movie. Like, uh, So, of course, this prompted me to look into other times Final Fantasy has been used outside the video game realm. And back in 2016, again, Louis Vuitton also used a lightning character in an advertising campaign for their summer collection. I think we talked about that. Were we doing we were doing this? Maybe we did. I I think I I remember that. Oh, crap. I didn't get lore ready. (laughs) I knew I was forgetting something today. All right, Pete. Do you want me to vamp? Do you want me to go on to the next segment? Or will you be able to get it going right away? Uh, I don't know if I have any left. (laughs) Let me see. Well, I think while you're looking, I can talk about something that I read earlier this week. It's an article from Kotaku titled, New Visitors Are Shaking Up My Once-Exclusive Final Fantasy XIV Server. Written by Heather Alexandria. And I've actually really enjoyed her articles in the past. We've talked about them quite often. And she's talking, of course, about the world visit feature and how now Balmung is attracting visitors. Balmung had been closed for new players for quite a while, so now people are getting the chance to check it out for the first time. She says people are coming for all types of reasons. Some role players have been itching at the chance of finally being able to role play on the uh, officially unofficial role play server. A few have come to poke some fun at the role players and being dicks about it, uh, but they were few and far between. And some have come for the cheaper market board prices that Belmung had. And I think that's probably the biggest issue that the data centers have been having since the change, that being the market board or the economy adjusting to having uh, players being able to visit other worlds to be able to check out their market board prices. So it's been a boon for the servers that had low prices because they have sold out and they've risen a bit. And it's been a bit of a recession for the servers that have had high prices because they are selling they aren't selling as much. Mm-hmm. Uh, so depending on your server or if you're a seller or a buyer, your opinion on this would differ. So I think I think that's fine, actually. Like, it's okay for the market to stabilize between all the worlds. It's just going to be a little bit annoying for a while, but it's going to settle somewhere in the middle. And at that point, there's not going to be a huge difference between the different worlds. Uh, or at least not a big enough difference where you're going to want to waste your time checking eight different market boards. Hey, yeah, it's just going to take time to even out. Makes yeah. sense. So uh, she goes mu- into much more detail about the role-playing aspect of that. And we, I think that's what we've talked about mostly from her articles before is the role-play aspect of Balmung. So I think it's a really good read, and we will post that in the show notes as well. All right, so I do have a lore question. So, hey, guys, are you smarter than a vegan Pete? No one is. 
I think a lot of them are. So this was actually dubbed an easy trivia from KK McLeod. And uh, the question... Wait, you said it was easy? He said it was easy. So this is a multiple choice, which you're usually pretty good at. So had the, you know, House for Tom, for Toms? House for Temps. Yes. The, their symbol is represented by what? A, unicorn. B, How did anyone bell, know the fucking signals? C, Sigils. rose. Or D, a rook or tower. Wait, what was the second one? Bell. Bell? Rose? A, unicorn. B, bell. C, rose. D, rook. I feel like it's either bell or rook. Hey, it's rook. That's like a tower. That seems very Ishgardian. I'm going to go with a rook. Final answer. Is it a bell? It's a unicorn. A fucking unicorn. It is a unicorn. That's some bullshit. I actually was like, oh yeah, that's an easy one. I don't remember any fucking unicorn. Do you not remember uh, Horshafon's uh, shield? No. He like- There's a fucking, fucking thing through it that stabbed him in the heart. <laughs> Everyone's like, that's an easy one, Pete. Yeah. Sorry, Bubba. He died. I don't care about that motherfucker or what his sigil is. <laughs> I'm sorry. Winners don't die. Well, thank you. And, and thank you, everyone in chat who started uh, sending me other ones. Um, Ace, if you could uh, type to me again, send that one to me again. I know you said you sent me one. Um, I kind of lost track of a couple of them because when I got a bunch in at once, it was hard to keep track. And so if I have not asked yours yet, please send it to me again or like just refresh the message in Discord because I'm, I'm bad. I think that's the first one I've gotten wrong. No. Lost on a fucking unicorn. I haven't even... So you've gotten... What a putz. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen total. You've missed one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So just under half. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) Technically didn't pass this test, but your average, you know, is, is... Slightly better than 50%. I'm going to start trying again. Remember when I used to only have three multiple choice? Oh, yeah. The very beginning. It was only the first two. The rest have had four. Well, <laughs> I finally lost one. Good job, <laughs> KK McLeod. Seventh. He has stumped me for the first time. The seventh time. Yes. I, mean, I can't see if anyone's on deck because you're not in the right Discord. Oh, my God. No one's on deck. So we started our discussion. If you have anything to say about the world visit system, feel free to call in to our Discord, join the On Deck channel, and then we'll bring you into live on air. If you have anything to say about that or anything that we have coming up. So we talked about... No, we didn't. Yes, we did. (laughs) We talked about the... You're like all thrown. You're like, because you're like, I got that right. I got it right. Or is my first one wrong? We talked about... The producer live letter earlier, <laughs> but we also got a producer letter this week. It wasn't live. I wasn't anything new either, except for the very last bit at the end. Yeah. I honestly can't remember when the last time we got one of these was, uh, but we're on number 62 of the producer letters. I believe these were a lot more common leading up to and in A Realm Reborn. Yoshida was basically using this one to address some issues people had post FanFest announcements. Mm-hmm. And at first, but there are issues that he already addressed, so I'm kind of confused. It, they kind of addressed them quickly in a live letter, I think. Uh, but people still, and then it was mostly just us speculating. No, literally, this is exactly what they've already said. Kind of. 
But first he addressed why a new healer was not added with Shadowbringers. Mm-hmm, with the same bullshit answer he gave before. Well, why don't you read it then, Avi? You want me to get all salty again? Yeah, do salty Yoshida. <sighs> oh my god, her Yoshida impression is so good. Go do it. Don't be racist, though. Prior to the Tokyo Fan Festival... Sound just like him. I know, right? Not salty at all, though. Many of you anticipated that we would be announcing the addition of a new healer job. This is because Yoshi's not salty about it. Avi's salty about it. So be salty. I suspect... Be salty, Avi, imitating Let Yoshida. Let me be myself and read this and I'll get salty in my own damn time. I'm making you salty right now. You are. So, okay. I gotta start this over again. Prior to the Tokyo Fan Festival, many of you anticipated that we would be announcing the addition of a new healer job. I suspect this was encouraged by the fact that we had just revealed Gunbreaker, a new tank job. No shit. When we debuted Dancer as a physical range DPS job, there were many who welcomed the news, but others who wondered why no new healer had been added. After internal discussion about how to balance the game as a whole and how to best spin this shit so it seems like it was intentional, we determined that we should not add a new healer with this expansion. There were three key factors which informed this decision, and they're all bullshit, and I completely disagree with them, and the only reason Dancer was added as a DPS was because they already created it for the freaking previous expansion, and they didn't finish it, so they're putting it in now because they're too lazy to make another healer. One. Yes, oh. that last that last bit was uh, ad lib by Avi. There are some other bits in there. One first bullshit reason: only two new jobs could be added with Shadowbringers. That's fair. I get that. Uh, and he says the release of a new expansion is invariably accompanied by the raising of a level cap, which means that in addition to adding new jobs, we need to add new actions for existing jobs, as well as review and rebalance current actions. With the exception of Blue Mage Limited Job, there are 15 jobs. I just want to say really quick, I played Dark Age of Camelot for 10 years. No ye- fucking way! For 10 years, never had a level cap raise. You do not have to add a level cap raise with every expansion. That's mm, true. All right, so there are 15 jobs, 17 with the addition of Gunbreaker and Dancer. While the development team and myself deliberated prioritizing the addition of new jobs, after considering our update release schedule, we concluded that two new jobs was our limit. Therefore, we had to pick certain roles over others. That's not an excuse for not doing healer. That's just trying to give you more numbers to fluff your shit. Two. You want to fluff my shit? Nope. Two. Only two physical range DPS jobs are currently implemented, and they don't fucking matter as far as the party makeup goes. I will say, between all of the excuses he gives, I think this one has the most validity to it. No. Uh, not, Not if you're using the exact same logic about healers. Because now healers are more more unbalanced than any of the other classes, and more so. No, this isn't about balancing. This is about there were only two. Now there's three, just like there's three healers. As of Stormblood, there are three tanks, three healers, four melee DPS, three magical range DPS, and two physical range DPS jobs. We believe that there is value in adding another physical range DPS to improve the balance of available roles, so we decided to use one of our two new jobs to fill this need. I don't agree because... Tank, again, we've talked about this. Tank is a main role. Healer is a main role. DPS is a main role. DPS ranged, when you have not only ranged melee, but you have ranged magic, that's bullshit. That's bullshit. Bullshit. Because you also have melee. That's not balancing anything, but fucking hell, we already freaking uh, designed the dancer from the previous expansion that we didn't finish it, so this makes us look like we did a lot, but we actually just... Threw that out there. It's bullshit. 
This I is fluff. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying out of the three that he presented, that one has the most validity it's for me. It's still weak. It's still weak. And then number three, the present balance between tanks and healers, which honestly, I want to read this and I just want to like swap out the word tank for healer and the argument still makes is like valid if he was talking about healers, why they didn't give another tank. Since we currently have four melee DPS jobs, we decided to hold off on developing another instead added a new tank. Of course, we've got enough fucking with samurai and ninja that you just added last bits. Tanks in Final Fantasy XIV are often utilized in either a main tank or an off tank. Healers in Final Fantasy XIV are often utilized as a main healer or an off healer. However, what? Yes! Oh my god! However, we currently have an odd number of tank jobs. However, we currently have an odd number of healing jobs. And we felt it would be easier to balance them moving forward if we had an even number of tanks. However, we felt it would be easier to balance them moving forward if we had an even number of healers. Which is why we went with Gunbreaker in the end. Look at that. It all still makes sense. Moreover, ever since we added Astrologian with Heavensward, we've had considerable difficulty in balancing it along with White Mage and Scholar. See, that to me is like... Bullshit. Why did you just tell us how bad you are at balancing shit? <laughs> like, that's not our fault that you can't figure out how to balance your fucking game. Rather than exacerbate a complex situation by adding a fourth healer to the mix, we decided to instead prioritize balancing the three existing healer jobs at this time. That said, we understand there's a strong desire for an additional healer, and so we will bear this in mind when designing new jobs in the future. Can you imagine if they don't add a healer in the next expansion? Oh, I'm <laughs> goddamn. The amount of fucking outrage there would be. They're like, well, we only have one uh, intelligence-based uh, melee. We're gonna right. we're gonna make a really smart melee character. So, so chat. There's people in chat commenting about like how if they had uh, finished designing the dancer in Stormblood, they would have released it. Uh, Roused. I actually want you to look at the gear that Lee wears compared to the gear that they teased for the dancer. Not teased that they showed for the dancer coming out. It's like. Honestly, 60% of the gear pieces are identical. They're like, it looks like the gear sets are based off of one another. And Lisa's gear set makes no sense for the story other than some bullshit lore they threw back. Like, oh yeah, this is like the, the traditional outfit of my village that no one else wears in Alamigo. There's like no actual logic to why she has that outfit on, except for the fact that she was supposed to be a dancer and they didn't finish it in time. Sorry. This is like the, the... I've never been more salty about anything in this game than this whole situation because of the bullshit reasons they're throwing at me. I'm like, don't fucking lie to my face afterwards and try to throw some bullshit at me and say, this is why we didn't do it. Just say, you know what? We didn't have time. We had worked on Dancer previously and we're able to release it to you in all its glory now. We promise to give you a healer next. Like, I'd be like, that sucks. Thank you for not lying to me. Yeah. You sh... You sh if you can't finish on time, at least have the decency like me to finish early. That did not even work at all. Yeah. Yeah. That's about right. It's just. I just wanted to use that. Is that what that was? You're like, give me a reason to do that. I had an itchy trigger finger. Yeah. Okay. That's a good job, Avi. But we still got more. <clears throat> more controversy from their decisions regarding the gender of Viera and Rothgar. Yes. Want me to read it? Of course. You're oh. salty. You got to continue. <laughs> let the salt flow don't, through you. Don't let me calm down. So as you know, 
In Shadowbringers, we will be introducing two new playable races, the Vera and the Rothgar. The Rothgar will be male only and Vera will be female only, a decision which has prompted a variety of feedback from each region. I'd like to elaborate on why we decided to proceed in this fashion. I'm I was actually right with this. Like, they call it a cost, but basically they didn't have the time. Yeah. It, well, money, time is money. That's, so that's cost. Time is money. They don't have the people. They don't have the time. It's also poor planning. In my opinion, you need to you need to plan this stuff out and and like figure out how long everything's going to take to do and before well, you I commit. Well, I think they knew. Like they knew they could either do like when we got the ara, that's all we got, right? We got yeah. the ara and we got male and female. They knew they could do one. They yeah. could either do one of both genders or they could do one gender of two races. Right. Personally, I think I might have made the same choice, but I wouldn't have been saying what they're saying is you might not get it in the future. We don't know. Yeah. I'd be like, okay, we didn't do it this time. You're getting it next time. I know it sucks. You got to wait. But for the world building, I think it's better to add two races, one gender retrace. They're coming. And I think they should say they're coming. You know what? Don't raise the fucking level cap next time. Then you don't have to create like a whole bunch of sh- You're starting to talk as fast as me. What's going on? I'm not used to you talking fast. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Okay, so the first issue he goes over is the cost of developing a new playable race. You don't don't complain about how much it costs to do it. Just fucking do it or don't and be honest about it. Yeah, if you're going to tout 11 million players, even though we all know that's not active subscribers, Mm -hmm. uh, but then you do the math of 11 million players paying 12 bucks a month. Yeah. So... Plus that many players buying a $40 expansion. Plus all those freaking uh, Mog Station Plus the Mog Station. You know? And once... I I have a feeling that once we get the early access for uh, Shadowbringers, Mm -hmm. they're going to introduce a new jump potion to level 70. Mm -hmm. 100%. uh, I just noticed that we have someone on the on-deck circle, Avi. If you want to bring our good friend Chili in really quick, let's see what chili has for us to say tonight or good morning to you chili on the other side of the atlantic bonjour please don't swear like that (laughs) how are you doing (laughs) this morning chili i'm not too bad but yeah kk i've given about a thousand dollars in mountain minions i guess (laughs) (laughs) if anyone has uh i'm not doing too bad how about you guys Pretty good. What did you have to uh, add to this conversation that we're having? Well, I may want to add to you earlier about the um, jobs. Okay, really. go ahead. Um, yeah, it sucks that we didn't get a healer, but as someone that's going to be DPSing in the next expansion, as always, <laughs> I'm actually really happy. Oh, because I want to slap you. The idea- <laughs> I'm just no. kidding. I love you, Chili. If I had you as a healer, that's fine, Avi. <laughs> That'll be fine, but can you imagine all the new players that are going to be jumping into the new dungeons, trying out their new healer and their new tank? But we did that with Heaven's Ward. We had Dark Knight and we had um, Astrologian, and it was fine. No, no yeah. it wasn't. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. It, we, no, no. But, but that helps the cues for the poor DPS, though, that they're always complaining about. It is true. Oh, yeah, it helps, but at the same time, it might take longer. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I can I can tell you now that probably the next expansion will be another ranged DPS and a healer to balance it out again. Is it one more time? 
I'll uh, admit, I do the... like range DPS. Like, I, I prefer range to any of the melees classes. I liked Bard. Chances are we'll get, a, like, a uh, magic-based DPS and a healer. See, I'm already doing wild speculation for the next expansion, and there's going yeah. to be a pentagon of tanking. There's going to be five different <laughs> tanks. I will cut your nose <laughs> off. <laughs> Uh, I tried to make no, a pentagram on screen. I just they... made a fucking Square. rhombus. I can understand why they went with tank because you always have your main tank and your off tank, and healers really. There's all the jobs that can be balanced for main healing, while a lot of the times warrior is often the main tank now, while the paladin is the off tank. See, but that's that's changed that's with the patches. That's character design too. Like yeah. in a Realm Reborn, yeah. it was most often that uh, the paladin was the main tank and the warrior was the off tank. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I don't really think they balance the jobs in having main tank and off tank in mind. Not previously, at least. Yeah, so I I do think that that one's a little bullshit. And I honestly, I I would actually really love it if they took that same approach with healers, but I also think that if they do that with tanks, then they have to account for that with cues for eight-man groups where there's two tanks, where... It shouldn't be any tank because imagine if you did a, a fight and they're set up to be off tanks and you get two off tanks. Are you going to yeah. be able to do that fight? Like, you know, it's kind of interesting. But yeah. I like that idea because what if you have a healer that's just like you made the shields not as as strong, say, as having the regen. But with shields, you also get a bunch of buffs, kind of like how the cards were. And so it becomes shielding, well, regen, and buffing. I had an idea today about healer because, oh. um, you know, they said they're giving shields to all the different healers mm-hmm. to balance out. Mm hmm. What if the scholar gets well? Astrologian gets a balance of both anyway, so right, I'm not going to touch that. Yeah. Um, what if the scholar gets a higher potency shield, but the white mage gets a shield, but the shield also does a regen effect? That'd be great. But then, what does scholar get? Do I not get like some sort of the only scholar regen, gets a higher potency shield, but then no regen? You get eggy no glamours. Like if if <laughs> if my, if white mage is getting fucking shields, I'm getting some goddamn regen. See, this is well, the you, problem I'm, that I'm we. You'll get a Regan, but I meant their shield will give a Regan while you will have a higher potency shield. That's fine. This I'm... is the problem we always run into when they're trying to balance jobs. Is if they give something to one job, the other job says, well, how come they get that? And I don't get that. No. And then they all start to meld together and everyone's the same, same. fucking job and there's no unique. I mean, everyone is lilies. And also, like, KK in chat saying, Scholar is already top heels. This is the only yeah. fucking time in the game Scholar has ever been top heels. So, like, I will take it. I have always been like, oh, God, we got a scholar. I'm fucking playing the Top Heels class now, and I am all about that shit. So, yes. Uh, <laughs> all about that easy fine. life. If everyone wants the same things, everyone gets white, the lilies from the, the white mage. <laughs> no, no, one no one is happy. No one's happy. I actually, I think that, I, I think it's cool how they did astrologian being a balance of the two and i like that white mage is regen and i like that scholar is shield i really think it would have been really cool if the fourth one had been very buff based like where instead of trying to find this balance between all of them like the the fourth healer has a lot of dps and they're almost like support based but they can still heal it's almost like if they had to punch the shit out of it and then like as they did damage they gave out buffs or something like that so what you're saying is turn monk into a healer yeah (laughs) Would you heal? Would I you can be a heal healer, the monk? shit out of you, motherfucker! I'm gonna punch the life back well, into you. You know, one of the buffs I would love to give Monk that would be kind of overpowered. Hmm. I guess this is what I would personally give Monk. You know that we before now we were complained about not having any raid utility. I would give. I would love for an ability I would that give Monk to... limit break three all the time. Well, no, I want to have an ability <laughs> where I can 
I can share my grease lightning with the whole party. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be really cool. I just, I feel like I, they're, I just like feel like their complaint with, with the healers was not being able to find a balance. And I feel like that's because they're refusing to find that third element to give to another healer because they made Astro and they were like, oh, we'll make it a combination of shields and regens. How do we add a fourth? What will it do? And you're like, buffs. Like, it's only logical that it, you focus on buffing and that you make the entire group stronger because you, you know, you can buff the other healer and make their heal stronger, but you can also survive the four-man dungeons and stuff. Like, I just think that would be a really cool take on it. By the way, Saya, the, well, I said your name wrong, probably, the little LFL that's with us on game, said, give Bard a gun. Give Bard a gun? <laughs> give Bard a gun. There's let's so many guns already. All the classes are the same. You know, let's let's give every job one button, and you just have to <laughs> press it as fast as you fucking can. Yes. And then when people complain that they can't press it as fast as everyone else, <laughs> they'll they'll make it so you can only press it once every five seconds. <laughs> one oh, button yeah, to heal, one button to like... hit, uh, to punch it, one button to tank. That's all you need. Also, I do want to say. Um, Eskimono Fono, that was super awesome of you to gift a sub to Ian's show. Thank you so Not much. Not only did he oh. gift a sub, but he also subbed himself earlier. Oh, thank so, you. Two subs oh, from Eskimono Fono. Now you can have fun using all the awesome emotes. I, I seriously love the Buscemi emotes so much. I'm proud of that guy. Well, did you have anything else to add, Chili, before we let you go? Um, what was the thing you were just talking about? Before uh, races, Vera in? and Rothgar. Oh, did you guys... I guess you're going to color that later about the headpieces. Yep, we'll get there. Right now okay, we're just talking... How, how do you feel? Do you care either way that we didn't get male and female of each? I still wanted my little tiny bunny boy, but... I wanted either... Like, I, I would have been happy with a short, fat one or a tall, skinny, lanky one. I just wanted something so different. I think it would have been yeah. really, really fun. But I understand that they just didn't have the time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But then they shouldn't lie to us. Just... We didn't have the yeah. time. It's like you're you coming home and your husband's like, hey, babe, I asked you to take out the trash and do the dishes. I get home and you didn't do either of those. And he's like, oh, but I got distracted and I was so busy doing this and that and this. And just say, I'm sorry, babe. I ran out of time. I love you. I'll do it later. And your wife will Got be like, the husband's like, okay, I made my job. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> babe, I get that. home on Whore Island. <laughs> mm, and- I, I did take out, but now you've got a mahjong table. <laughs> <laughs> And we just had another anonymous gift to a mammal ninety three. Another sub gifted to someone. I'm gonna guess it was still <laughs> community is amazing. I'm gonna guess it was still Eskimonofono based on previous comments. We'll never know. By the way, Eskimonofono, I missed you. You have my favorite name to say. <laughs> we missed you, Eskimonofono. I missed you. No, I shall go. All right. Have a good morning, Chili. Once again, thank you so much for calling in. And uh, why don't you give a shout out to uh, something you got going on? Okay. um, Well, you know what? I'm not a part of it, but I want to shout it out because I'm here. Um, Go check out Checkpoint XP's Not Your Player 2. And Koki's in the chat. Uh, Arby's been on it. In fact, aren't you doing the stream sometime soon? Playing Borderlands 2? We are, actually. Um, I haven't been promoting that. I should. Uh, let me pull up my... I think it's next Saturday. We're going to be doing... Uh, yeah, next Saturday, the 18th, we're going to be doing a Greenleaf Gaming stream with Kooky, Sarah, uh, Hyperpixie, and myself, where Kooky's the only one who's ever played Borderlands 
at all. And we got Borderlands 2 because it was on sale at Humble Bundle. Um, right. <laughs> and Good choice, by the way. Thank you. It was it was it was seven bucks. We're like, yes. Um, so uh, come watch some some noobs learn how to play uh, Borderlands. And I guess because there will be the four of us together, we'll have like a full team. So it'll be kind yeah. of fun to learn that together. And some of us will be playing with controllers and some will be playing mouse and keyboard. So you can kind of really get like a beginner's perspective on that. Um, I'm not really sure the logistics of how it's going to be streaming, on what channel to watch it, if we'll be doing a multi-Twitch. Uh, we'll let you know more as we know more. I have like hiccups. <laughs> Gross, Avi. I know. I tried to talk through it. It was really hard. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much also, for wait, that. Also, wait, though. But Chili, didn't you have a giveaway you were doing? Oh, yeah. I'm doing a giveaway. Um, if Again? Google Go Around had reached 100 followers, I'll be giving away a whale mount. 100 followers we reached where? On Twitch.tv slash Moogle Go Around Radio. Um, and, but we uh, already reached 100 followers. So, so you reached said, 100. So what's the last date that they can follow? Uh, I just said that we've got to stay at 100 followers by the end of May. Oh. So you guys have until the end of May to follow mm-hmm. and make sure they yeah. stay above 100 followers. But also, yeah. if you follow now, you're guaranteed to have at least a you know one in 100 whatever shot of winning gonna, the whale. I'm going to do a tweet like always. I love yeah, it. It'll be a tweet. That's awesome. You're like so, the most giving. Thank you, you're everyone. the most giving person in the Final Fantasy 14 community, Chili. Oh. <laughs> I, I guess I'll promote one other thing before I go. If that's Get it. Okay. Of course. Um, I'll be part of um, Tasty Peach Studios um, charity stream tomorrow. So if you're a fan of art, then make sure you go follow her on Twitch.tv. Says Tasty Peach Studios. Tasty um, Peach, right? Tasty Peach Studios. Oh, yeah. I heard Tasty Pete. Yeah, so did I. I'm like, ooh. There's another one? <laughs> Got a new name for myself. Tasty Pete. I was like, you guys need to do something Tasty together. Pete. Tasty Pete and Vegan Pete and all the Pete. I had to like rack my brain. I'm like, what is that? What is that? Oh, Peach. Tasty Pete. I didn't Pete. get it. I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, Tasty Peach Studios. Awesome, Chili. Uh, so I'll be, they'll be, we'll be doing Fantasy 14 tomorrow. Oh, that's awesome. So. Sweet. Thank you so much for calling in, Chili, and definitely check out everything Chili has going on at over at Moogle Go Down Radio or Moogle Go Round Radio. That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> we do both. Until then, bye. 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 <laughs> All right. Did we get to this first part yet? The cost of developing a new playable race, or did we take Chili right at the beginning of we that? We took Chili. We took him in right. Took at the him beginning. in. <laughs> Fast and deep. <laughs> The cost of developing a new player race, Avi, go. Don't drink, go. Give me your beer. No. Damn it. In a fan festival keynote speech, I stated that this will likely be the last time we add new playable races to Final Fantasy XIV. To put it simply, a tremendous amount of time and resources are required to develop one. I'm sure you all understand that a new race will require new faces, hairstyles, bodies, and other assets. In addition to this, they need to be capable of equipping all existing items. This alone requires a massive commitment of resources. Each race has a unique frame and body type. (coughs) Bullshit. And so every piece of visible equipment needs to be carefully adjusted to display properly on Rothgar and Viera models. A cursory search will show that Final Fantasy XIV has around, this is pretty awesome actually, 10 thousand equipable items that have already been implemented one million dollars 
all of which must be manually modified by our designers. This is an immediate and unavoidable development cost incurred when adding a new race. That's valid. I actually fully get that. The addition of new playable races will impact more than the development costs of the items added in 5.1 and subsequent updates. Not only will we be transitioning from 12 variations, six genders, two gen six, six races, two genders each, to 14, but we will also need to commit more resources to the development of new emotes. While Final Fantasy XIV will continue to strive to maintain a regular 3.5 month major update cycle, we must also ensure that sufficient time is secured for the meticulous development of new content, or else the quality will invariably drop. This is a complex problem that can't be solved simply by throwing more money at it as it impacts both debugging and QA. All right. I just thought of something really quickly. So Bullshit. You it, don't it, think. It could be very wrong and very flawed, so you let me know. With the base subscription to the game, you only get one character slot because you can play every job on one character. Right. What if instead of adding a new race where they have to go back to all the level one gear and make it fit, what if they gave you another character slot, so may raise it from one to two, and then when we go to a new world and discover a new race, let you have that race, but only after you like unlock it, finish the storyline, and then you can start a new job on that race at like level 70 or level 60 whatever they want to do it at because that won't work because if you already have an existing character that hasn't leveled all the classes when you go back and you want to level uh ninja that you've never done on that new race but it, but it's also like a way to get people to replay content but i'm just telling you right now it won't work because of the fact that i am now a viera and i have never played paladin i'm saying and i gotta start at level one with paladin on my character i've been playing for years so i gotta go back and wear level one gear what if oh god when you start that new character new race new character at level 60 all your jobs that you have leveled already are already applied and then mean? like they they give them to you yeah no cuz you already had it no yeah no yeah wrong it's basically like a character duplicate but in a new race nope because of the simple fact... I, I think we can workshop this idea. I think we can make it happen. Because the seasonal event items don't even cross across, uh, across multiple characters. So, like, it, any of those seasonal event items that you got on that one character don't even transfer to any of the other characters you've gotten. You have to do those seasonal event quests on every character you have. So why would anything cross? Because they want to do it without having to add more 10,000 items. Uh, no. They're already doing it at this point. A lot of the a lot of the in-game items, they're trying to make it sound like they have to individually recreate 10,000 items. When in all honesty, like a, a large set of the boots are based off of the same boot set. A large set of the pants are like there may be, you know, like 15 or 20 different well, boot styles. Have, I imagine they have to move polygons yeah. to make it fit. Right. It, but it's not 10,000 individual ones per per character, per race, per per sex. But it is a lot of work. This is a lot of work. This is a big deal. I actually get this. I think, but I also think your idea is, is just wrong. I love you, but you're you're wrong. It won't work. You're lucky I've already played my Whore Island sound effect twice. Way too many times? Yeah. Twice. Way too many times? Finish the last part about this. You finish it. In summary, <laughs> these are the circumstances which informed my previous statement that it is likely to be the last time we add new playable races 
as at this point in time, it is difficult to see us maintaining our patch update schedule if we have to account for more than seven races and two genders, technically six races with two genders and two races with a single gender, but this is the functional equivalent. That was a really long explanation to say, like, we got a lot of gear to adjust. That's the most accurate one, I think, is like when you have that many and you have to add a new gear set with each patch, I can see how it adds up, but hmm, I want to know my opinion on this. The dev team wanted to create a beast race. The player base wanted Viera. This way, they got what they want, and they also gave the player base what they wanted. That's what this was. He's kind of going into this in the next point. A significant number of players have been requesting playable Viera. We've known this for a while. You want to read this one? Since this may be the last time we add new races, I still don't believe you. We spent a long time deliberating which race would be the best addition. Fans worldwide have shown an overwhelming desire for Final Fantasy XII Viera, and we have long been aware of this fact. In fact, we considered adding Viera back in Heaven's Word, but eventually decided that since 14's first expansion, we should instead add an all-new original race, the Aura. If we were to add yet another race rather than the Viera, we anticipated that many fans would be disappointed, and so we decided to try and satisfy their request in this expansion. Basically, they fucking compromised, which means no one's happy. And the desire to please our fans is the primary reason behind the decision. I feel like he said the same thing after they added the Ara. It was like, this is the last time we're going to do a new yeah, race because it was yeah. so fucking hard. And they did the same thing with Ninja. This is the last time we'll introduce a new job mid-patch. And then they introduced Blue Mage, even though it was a limited job. Yep. Um, so I think we're... I would bet money that we're definitely getting uh the alternate genders for each race in 6.0 i do appreciate though that he they, because originally with the races they made they used lore as an argument like a i hated reason. that argument that was a horrible argument because of the fact that the galka rogadins were male only the mikote were female only in 11 so like and they added the additional sexes in 14 so it was like you are pissing us off because we know this is bullshit i actually that just reminded me of a thought i had earlier that i forgot to write down which was i i believe he had interviews saying that when they were rebuilding final fantasy 14 the reason they added in the alternate genders for those previously locked races were that the game felt incomplete. Yeah. And I believe that still applies, even though you have all these other races and jobs now. It feels incomplete if you have two yeah. two uh, races without it the feels alternate gender. Weird. It feels really weird. And I and I hope I'm okay again, I'm okay if they're just putting it off. If they're just putting it off and then they're gonna introduce them later, that's great. As much as I would love to see a, a fat male bunny healer, like people are commenting in chat, when you read the lore if they are gonna stick to lore, that doesn't make sense because the Viera males are supposed to be really good hunters as well and they're so good at hiding from people in like while they're hunting. So it doesn't make sense. But I would really love that. And I would love to see that the Rothgar females are, um, I would say, sorry, smaller than the female Rogadin, but much bigger than the, the hires. Like they've got like this middle range where they're still bigger and beast like. Is there really that much of a big, you know, middle yeah, range? I do. I think there is. Um, because like, I don't feel like a female cat would be a giant like a female Rogadin. A female Rogadin is essentially like kind of a, a giant woman, where a female cat would be larger than a person but not quite giant. So as long as they don't just like reskin a female row, I'll be okay. Just we'll want to skin them, not reskin them. Yeah. Okay. Um. So. Yeah. Number three. So I think the crickets was more for your jokes than mine so far. Hell yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
uh, providing a more beastly variety for Final Fantasy XIV character creation and world building. After seeing the positive reception of the Lupin characters, beast tribes, we introduced in Stormblood. Well, I guess they're not a beast tribe. Yeah, they're yeah. just a beast race beast in the race. story. Yeah. We introduced in Stormblood, we concluded that for the long-term health of 14, it was important to implement a greater variety of character types beyond the traditionally beautiful in a future expansion. In truth, we had considered adding more beastly characters long before, and since this was possibly our last chance to do so, we decided that we should, much like we did with the Viera, in the interest of expanding the lore and the choices available to players. Essentially saying, we did this because we wanted to, which is fine, but just say that. Character creation is about providing players with options, and while there's no telling how many people will utilize these options, we also believe that there is value simply in having them exist and empowering people to fill the world with greater variety. Although these second and third points are in conflict, we nevertheless felt that it was in the best interest of our players to try and satisfy both demands. We understood that some players would be upset if they were unable to see their preferred gender, but even so, after much internal discussion, we decided this approach was the best way to improve the overall game experience. We could have decided to implement only male and female Viera or only male and female Rothgar. However, we instead went with an approach intended to expand the possibilities in multiple ways. As you play through Shadowbringers, you'll learn that both male Viera and female Rothgar exist. No shit, Sherlock. We won't while you won't meet any in person, if we developers can find a way to address the various problems which are preventing us from implementing them, then perhaps someday you'll be able to see them for yourself. I want to be clear that this does not mean it will eventually happen and that I cannot make any promises at this time. I hope you'll understand and bear with us. So let's go by what he's saying is we may never get a new race or whatever ever again what he just said right here to me says it's gonna happen we understand how pissed off yeah. you are but i'm not saying it but it is it's like well if you say that i'm definitely going to expect like more content from you mm-hmm. but i don't think we're gonna get that Mm-mm. so they should just be working on these other genders in the background right and honestly they should tell us they're coming and use that as an excuse for why we aren't going to get any sort of extra content yep because we're not no just I, tell us. Just what, stop with the bullshit and just be straightforward and honest with us. Once once an employer, once anyone takes something away from you, you very rarely get it back. Yep. We're not going to get an extra dungeon back that they took away. Nope. Like, nope, because they got away with not doing it. Yeah, exactly. So as an addendum to that, I think we covered that pretty comprehensively. Uh, there was something really weird about adding on younger looking playable characters. I know it's not really weird. It was is basically in response to the multiple people asking for this. Yes, so he goes on to say among some of the feedback we received were requests for playable characters that resembled young boys and girls. And that's because of all the really cute like uh Zoe characters and stuff that they made in the game. People wanted to be able to play those really cute childlike characters. Okay. Unfortunately, this is one request we cannot consider for ethical reasons. Which I think everyone's like alarm bell should be ringing off if someone asks, "Can we have a little little girl or boy to play in this game?" Well, I mean, like, uh, I get. I mean, my I don't alarm think bells ev- go off. Okay, I don't think it's for. I don't think your alarm bell should go off for everyone, but I think if your alarm bells bells go off for anyone, it shouldn't be available. And I know that's horrible, yeah. but like they're still children and they will be representing the game and he goes on to say with every passing year the debate surrounding moral and ethical issues in games grows more intense and we do not want to present present children in battle or in pain 
and posing such characters sexually and taking screenshots and so forth would be expressively 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 i think they that was a mistranslation that's not a word is it expressively it, there's no v in that word expressly forbidden oh expressly forget forbidden yeah that's in fine. any event regardless of what our players did or did not intend to do the fact remains that if a review board were to evaluate such content and determine it were unacceptable we would be forced to suspend final fantasy 14 service we ask that you keep these factors in mind as we strive to abide by the changing standards of the time i agree with so that. so i agree that people probably requested this and I feel there was a small amount that wanted it for legitimate reasons and a, probably a bigger amount that wanted it for illegitimate reasons. Yeah. And that's why we're not getting it. And if you complain about this, I'm thinking the worst of you. Because so I'm a judgmental person. We know. So in closing, with a super awesome bonus, the development team is hard at work putting the finishing touches on what we hope will be our greatest expansion yet. Slowly but surely, we are preparing for the day that you will all finally be able to play as Viera, female, and Rothgar, male. He didn't say that bit, but, you know, it's got to be said. Those new adventures and more are only two months away. But until then, please hold tight. But before I sign off, I thought I'd leave you with a taste of what I personally consider to be the strongest Rothgar and Viera. And no, this is not an invitation for debate. Essentially, we get glasses. I was wondering why, like, I get not being able to do headgear because their heads are bigger. Like, you can't do the helmets. But glasses don't have shit to do with the head. It's just the face. So now we get glasses. Yeah, we get glasses. I think they said it was a lot more gear than just the glasses. I think they said it was like 300 pieces. Cool. And I might have forgot well, to copy that Well, because there are visors and there are crowns and stuff like that. Basically, anything that's, like, sitting on the face as opposed to the entire head will be able to... to Use. So the picture we got first is of this very dapper. That's a that's a scholar. Oh, is this? I love that they did a they did a Rothgar scholar and they did a Viera paladin. He's been in the shit though. He's got a he's got a couple scars across his face. You don't fuck with him. Uh, very daintily adjusting that's, his glasses. That's this. That's uh, a scholarly like emote. That's an emote. And I know they were, like said they wanted to get away from the like traditionally beautiful characters or whatever. This is a good good looking lion. Okay. He's not beastly. I can see you playing a Rothgar, Pete. Like I know you were talking about not changing, but I can see you this, that guy with a freaking green fro, I can see you being all this about is that. like as beastly, even less beastly than Beauty and the Beast. Don't, where he's yeah. in his fucking library reading yeah. books and shit. He's like he's like a handsome beast. He's a very handsome beast. I'd hit that. <laughs> And then finally the Vera, which is I love that they um had the female character in the stronger tank role and they finally didn't show her all sexualized um with her little, you know, net belliness showing. She's just wearing her armor and pushing up her glasses. Yeah, she looks I mean, it's all because of the armor, but she looks bigger. Like she yeah. doesn't look like a skinny little thing yep. that can't take a hit and again pushing up her glasses. Mm-hmm. Um I do think it's weird that, like, they all have, like, perfect human hair. Like, I don't, I don't know. You need to read some lore, baby. That, that's always weird to me. Lore. Why do they all have human hair? Lore. They have a human, like, build. I know, but I can at least understand that because people want to, like, I, I guess people just want to have nice hair. Like, Bubba, okay. So your, your human hair con- comment, by the way, it's literally just a haircut. If they have long hair, you can cut it and style it to look however the fuck but you want. But a fucking bunny shouldn't have fucking hair She's like that. She's a bunny person. She's a Vera. Fucking lion should have a mane. 
Have you not seen Beauty and the Beast where they like gave him a freaking ponytail? I've, ne- I've never seen that movie. I fell asleep during it. I hate you a little bit right now. Okay. We did not get to this interview with Yoshida from Polygon, but I think we're going to save that for the next episode because we're running up against it right now. So we're going to go on to the community roundup, which... Really? We don't don't have to. It's just us streaming tonight. If you want to do that interview, we could do it unless you want to save it. We're at an hour. I guess it's short enough. Okay, this is an interview with Yoshida from Polygon to go over. And first question is, whatever happened to Fordola? She ran off to take care of Ifri, and we never saw her again. I love that this is the question you started with because I, I, like, I this feel, was not the first question in this interview. I, I feel read this no interview. one cares about this. But I was like, I thought but, like Pete's so excited that someone asked this. Fordola is one of my favorite characters uh-huh. of the expansion. I thought she got a raw deal. We got a little bit of extra story from like one of the stories of Eorzea they put out. Uh, but the question ends with, is there a chance we might get more of her in the future? Unfortunately, <laughs> oh, this is me. Now is still not the time to talk about Fordola's future. Why not? She is a tragic character who has lived in ill-fated destiny and made it into a resonant. Eventually, there may come a time to depict what happened to her, but now is not yet the time. However, I don't think we will ever forget her. I personally really hope they do bring... I, I agree. I don't think this is the time for her, Pete. Please look forward to 6.0. Yeah. Well, I mean, because it, it doesn't make sense with the current storyline they have planned. But hopefully she comes... Back. Maybe even it's just a side quest. Which I, I don't doubt that... You need a Fordola hard mode dungeon. I don't doubt that they're going to make this new expansion very good story-wise. But I still have a problem with all parts of uh, Stormblood leading up to us. We should be going to Garlemald right now. Mm-hmm. And they've done, in my opinion, a fairly weak job of us going to the first. Uh, basically just in the last patch. Like, I don't feel like there was that much foreshadowing yeah. to this. Um, no, there's not a ton. So I, I thought that transition was fairly weak. So... I wish we were going to Garlemald. I wish Fordola would have had a part to play in that. Next question. <laughs> the raid bosses for 2.0 and 3.0 introduced new mechanics that kept you on your toes for most of the battle. But the bosses in the 4.0 raids like Kefka and Final Omega often used mechanics in the second half of the fight that were present or similar to those in the first. Will the Eden raid in 5.0 be more similar in design to the earlier raids or closer to the 4.0 raids? We don't necessarily create raids that fall under some kind of overarching rule set that we have in place. Um, they're actually based more so on preference of the content designer who is in charge of creating each of the raids. The examples provided, Kefka and Final Omega, were handled by the same person, so of course you're going to see similarities between them. Uh, one thing we do need to be mindful of is the available resources for creating the content, such as obviously graphics and programming. A very skillful content designer may be able to come up with new mechanics while keeping resource costs low simply by finding an interesting way to reincorporate a previously used mechanic. It's very clever coding, honestly. Uh, We shall have to see how Eden pans out. That said, the staff who worked on Kefka and Final Omega are part of the production team. Two. Yeah. Final Fantasy XIV. Has a lot of cool outfits and accessories. And I'm sure Shadowbringers is going to bring about even more. 
Is there any plan to expand the glamour system to accommodate access to more items or even add more slots to the dresser? Will we be ever be getting a, a glamour dresser furniture item for our homes? Players really love glamour. Give it to us. They do. I actually was really excited about this answer. So the amount that you can store in your glamour dresser is going to be doubled from the original 200 to 400. So I can finally get that extra shit you out of your sound retainers. Excited. And the number of glamour plates is also available is also going to be increased. These updates will come with the launch of Shadowbringers, but they will continue to update the glamour system in the future. So yay, 200 to 400 slots and more glamour plates available, which I feel like there should in the very least be as many glamour plates available as there are jobs. No. Like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> including uh, gatherers. Well, I don't know if you can do gatherers. Like gatherers is one and crafters is one. But like all of the jobs, because they can't share. I think they should have one for healers, one for tank, one for DPS. That's what they've already got. That's all you it, get. It That's only three glamour plates. It doesn't work that way though. You don't Anything share else and you're being indulgent. Okay. Last question. And like last time, it's a fun one. Oh my. Who would you rather take Take on in a battle, Godbert or Julian? And this actually sounds like it could be a question from me. Honestly, I knew how he would answer this one. I, like, I was like, I know I was going to answer, and he answered exactly like I assumed, and he I'm said, hoping it's how you assumed as well. Oof. This is a tough one. However, I still have a feeling I can talk things out with Godbert. No matter who I choose, I don't feel like I could win, but the person I feel could perhaps become friends with afterward would be Godbert. Probably. No matter what era, no matter what world, Mothers are always strong. Yeah, Julian's going to kick your motherfucking ass. She's like, shut Got up, Hit you. bend over, and take it, bitch. Hit you with that frying pan. Yep. And I'm like, please, ma'am, may I have another? Mm. Nope. I'll let her do whatever she wants with that frying pan. We actually also have an article from Kotaku. I already read that one. You, I, I was oh, vamping for you. This is the shit. one you jumped to. I, I didn't know. Sorry, guys. So now we're on to the community roundup, partner. And this isn't for anything specific, but I did want to give a shout out or I wanted to give some advice. Mm. Like a lot of people will post on various forums, Reddit or, or, you know, lots of MMORPG, whatever form you're posting in about. I'm looking for this type of FC, this type of person. And I feel like Discord is a really good choice for that. Like, whether you're joining someone's FC just to get a feel of how they communicate with each other, whether you're joining a Discord for a raid group to see how they work together, uh, whether it's a podcast you listen to and you want to be a part of that sort of community. I think checking out different Discord groups is very good. And oftentimes you'll find a lot of people like yourself Regardless of, you know, you could be, you might feel like you're the only one out there, but you join a community and you feel like there's other people that are feeling the same way as you, going through the same things as you, and you'll find friends that way. And the other good thing is with Discord is it's very easy to leave a channel if you don't like it. It's not like it doesn't announce to everyone that that person left. You can join in, see if you like it, even just lurk for a bit. And then, you know, if you do feel comfortable, chat. And if you don't, you just leave. And that's totally okay. And I feel like you probably get a little closer to people on Discord than you do just through talking in game, joining their friends list. Well, because you, you can do it at any time. People can come back and read the chat or the, read the different rooms. And uh, where in game, it's only said when it's said. You have to be online to see it. Yeah. So 
obviously I recommend joining our community. We have a lot of great people in there, but you know, usually people that listen to podcasts, listen to multiple podcasts and most of the podcasts I know in final fantasy 14 all have their own discord groups. Mm -hmm. So go join all of them, go join a few of them. Uh, cause I think you'll find a lot of people and I think it really enhances the gameplay as well. Like you can find people to play with if you're maybe not that great at asking for help in game, you get to meet friends, you get, you get a bigger, you get a bigger, bigger circle. Um, and you guys, you can tell this was Pete's idea and this is because discord has meant so much for him. So this is, this is an introvert going, Hey guys, find your people. So, find your people. He doesn't sound like an introvert on the podcast, but you guys, in, in person, he's he very much is. I don't talk unless I have to. <laughs> All right, time for some listener reaction, Avi. What do you got for us? So, um, from at DK underscore Rise tweeted out, at she's El- She Hills I Tank, started listening to your podcast two months ago. Even though I'm currently unable to play final fantasy 14 i still love the info and antics you provide thank you for all you do and as always looking forward to your next shit show i like that you put the periods in the acronym for shit so it wasn't a curse word technically thank you dk yeah twitch is actually really good or bad about that when Mm -hmm. i try to put shit in our like going live notification if i just put a period in between them it doesn't work like, oh. I cannot say shit in any way oh. in it's going like, I live. see what you're trying to do there. So, and this next tweet is in response to the new races being added to the game. Malcolm Robinson says, they both look great. Girlfriend wants to join for Viera, and I'm tempted to finally make a ser- second character for them. I find it interesting that's that she wants to join for a race, which I think is awesome. And I think you should take advantage of that because anything to get your partner into playing your game with you is definitely worth giving it a shot, even if she doesn't end up staying or liking it or whatever getting her to join is going to give you guys something else to do together and i think that's really great my mind went in a totally different way i thought you were going to be like you should take advantage of this you need to buy some bunny ears you need to do a little role play and get her hot and horny that is not at all what i would have said in any way shape or form take advantage of it not even a little bit she's into bunnies Get on your little cottontail. Nope. Get on those nope. ears. Because I think my thing is, is I actually think of, and this is a kind of a conversation, actually Hyper Pixie and I had, I think of the Viera, a lot of people kind of lump them in with like the sexy um, Playboy bunny girls. I think of them as the Amazonian race of Final Fantasy I'm talking Fantasy about 14. the guy dressing up like that though. <laughs> that makes it better. But my whole thing is, is that I think of them as an Amazonian race and, and I know they're bunnies and I know the bunny girls are sexy, but I think of them as these badass female warriors. They're like the Wonder Woman, essentially, of Final Fantasy fourteen, which is kind of why I'm excited to play one. I know. And that's why he needs to dress up as a male equivalent because his girlfriend likes the Viera. Shut up. Psyche Game says, at Avi Ale, I'm interested to hear your thoughts and input around the discussions on the Frosty TV streams. Female perspective episode. It was such a good episode and hearing what all needed to be said slash discussed and then adds a bunch of people. Um, um, we I'm, haven't listened to it yet. I was uh, like, neither wait, have I. Wait, wait, why are you answering for me when I was the one tagged in it? Because I'm mansplaining. A little like bit. This a little bit, yeah. thing I'm assuming is what happened. I'm just joking. (laughs) So, Pisky, 
Um, I I will definitely listen. Did you to do this that too. on purpose? Yes, okay. of course I did. <laughs> um, for I for the first time I said his name right on stream without thinking about it. Oh, uh, I'm so proud of you, Psyche. Um, I definitely plan on listening to it. I've been it's been a crazy week. Um, I will be downloading that soon, and I'll probably be chatting with you on Twitch or Discord about that to kind of see how we goes. we can do a little segment on stream as well. Yeah, do we need to? We might. Okay. Might be interesting. Apparently, people are interested. I don't know. I in our it. reaction, you want to make a reaction video, Avi? No. No. All right. He knew the answer to that. Take us out, Avi. So that is going to be it for this episode. As always, we've enjoyed hanging out with all of you live here on Twitch. So thank you so much for spending your time with us. Uh, be sure to hit that follow button so you know the next time we will be going live. And a big thank you to everyone listening to the podcast through iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Spotify, and that other thing that I forgot the name of. And TikTok. Remember, wherever you do listen, it would mean a shit ton to us if you gave our little shit podcast a rating or a review. Or even more importantly, Tell a friend to check us out. Here with Vegan Pete, I'm Avi Ale, and we will talk to you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.